Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Best Life Podcast. Super pumped because Danny and I are finally in the same city after what feels like weeks and months. It actually has been weeks. But we are excited to be able to record an episode for you guys, just the two of us. We have some awesome interviews coming your way. But hey, sometimes you miss us and you want it to just be us. Or maybe that's what we want. Yeah, we want we want it to be us because we're cool. <laughs> so um, hey guys, I'm glad we're together. And real quick too, I want to mention... Organifi, we had, oh, we just got out of Jill's uh, ambassador weekend and some of the gals were asking about Organifi and they were also wondering specifically about our um, sponsorship agreement and to be honest, and I just like to be transparent with you guys, we don't make any money from you clicking or using our link. They actually give us a little bit of sponsorship cash, which honestly just helps us keep this podcast going and pay for our editing and stuff, but we really want you guys to just try the products and use them because we like them. We're not really into promoting stuff we're not like really fully behind. So if you go to Organifi.com and use the best life, just know that that just helps us keep going and, you know, helps your body and brain and all that stuff. I know. So. I love, I'm just obsessed with the reds. That's what I'm on lately. Dude, I need to be on the reds more because I read all the antioxidant and anti-aging yes. stuff and I'm all about that. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, I think it's probably better than just getting a bunch of needles in our face. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm down with the needle. You but. guys, definitely check out Organifi. Remember, it's the best life, all lowercase, all one word at checkout for 20% off. They are awesome. And we're not going to talk about it today, but I can't help but just mention that we, uh, Danny and I, you guys have been uh, hitting us up in the DM. You've been sharing the podcast like crazy. We are so, so grateful for that. Loving reading the reviews that are coming in. People continue to subscribe. You're sharing it with your friends on social media. Very, very cool. A lot of people have been asking us about a way to go deeper in some of these conversations. So as you know, or maybe you don't know, some of the podcasting is a really, really awesome, different type of medium than written content, video content, because we get to be right in your ear. And Danny and I are both longtime podcast listeners to some other amazing uh, people who we just really love, you know, kind of getting the inside scoop and being consistent with. And I know you guys, and we appreciate that you guys are interested in this content too. So we're going to be giving you, hopefully, within a couple of weeks, and a really awesome way to go deeper with us in the conversation opportunity to um, take it deeper. I know that you guys probably want more outside of just the episode. So we're going to provide that and we're pumped. Yeah, so excited. I'm wondering, well, we'll see. We might, we might mention it later today. We might. We haven't decided. But today, do you want to tell them what we're talking about today? Yeah. So today we're talking about the really the question of can I trust again? We get this question, you know, specifically specifically in regards to our affairs. Um, it was funny because right after we got off of the episode with Drew Manning, he actually, like we just turned off the microphones and he said, so how do you guys feel like you can trust again? Mm-hmm. And I know Jill got that question mm-hmm. as well of how can you trust again when in regards to Jade. And so we really wanted to talk about this whole idea of how can you trust someone again, especially after you've been so badly betrayed. And this honestly, I think doesn't even necessarily have to be with your 
significant other or you know I'll tell you guys a quick story the reason why we've been talking about this and thinking about this is because we've been getting that question quite a bit and I was actually giving a talk a couple months ago to a room of probably like about 300 people and I was talking about when I left my marriage and telling them the scenario and I was sharing about Jade's affair but it wasn't really so much about that it was just more about how do you take scary steps when something is uncomfortable how do you actually get to the point of being able to leave a relationship leave a job move somewhere new you know get out of your comfort zone it could be anything small or big and then we open up for questions and someone raised their hand and they said so how have you been since your marriage have you been able to trust again and I kind of jokingly said still working on it (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then you know we're going to get into some of the conversation just around trust in general I know that you and I um, have had a lot of thoughts on this so we thought we'd throw it together in an episode yeah so and I, I wrote down a few little things but first one of my my thoughts was is it our as to quote my friend Jill here is it our job to deem someone trustworthy mm. so I was actually kind of thinking about you know trustworthiness and and calling someone trustworthy and is it really for us to judge whether someone's trustworthy or not and so I kind of wanted to just bring up that to, to begin with because it's kind of funny the idea that you can trust someone really isn't isn't always necessarily um something that they do or don't do, it's really our perception of them, right? So I can just see that I can say, like, I might know somebody and think that, yeah, I would trust them with my life. I would trust them with anyone. And someone else might know them in a different aspect and go, holy cow, I would never trust them, you know, near my dog or with my kids. And so it's really interesting when it comes to just thinking about trustworthiness. Is that a judgment that we're placing on someone or is that something that we actually earn our way into or Mm -hmm. create ourselves. I think there's two schools of thought on this and I've heard both from numerous people and uh, I want to ask you which which you're what team you're on but Mm -hmm. the first is people saying um, that trust needs to be earned Mm -hmm. so people need to earn my trust I'm not going to trust them until they earn it and the second school of thought is trust until you are given a reason not to trust. Yep. And so these are complete opposite ways of thinking about trust. And, and maybe we can just talk at a high level really quick about what does that mean? Mm-hmm. It Really, it's about being vulnerable, I think, with somebody, right? Yep. We trust someone, we're vulnerable, or we trust them to uh, provide or take care or uh, take responsibility for. And so out of those two camps, which do you think that you are? So funny, because I was going to ask you the same question. Um, <laughs> But I have always been, and maybe to a fault, I don't know, but I've always been the person who just trusts people regardless. I mean, to the point where, I mean, you know, I've traveled, maybe put myself in dangerous situations where uh, where other people would have thought they were dangerous. But I, I mean, I've gotten cars with strangers. I've met people on an air. I mean, literally, I, got, I met a guy on an airplane and in New York City, and we sat next to each other. We talked the whole flight, and then he gave me a ride. And one of my friends was like, why are you getting in a car with this person? And I felt like after three hours of talking that I felt that he could take me to where I was going. But yeah, I've always been one of the people who pretty much much will trust without any reason not to. Um, I don't, I'm not the kind of person who's like, yeah, you have to earn my trust. I think that I tend to give that and maybe whoever's listening, don't use that against me, but that's just the way, that's the way. Do you, when do you think it's naive? <sighs> that's a, that's a hard thing to answer because I don't know if it's ever naive. I don't know if it's ever naive. I feel like it's, I don't know. I, I don't want to be like so optimistic and like Pollyanna, but I feel like it's the way it should be. <laughs> like I, I, in an ideal world, we should be able to trust each other until 
hopefully, you know, hopefully not until, but we should be able to trust each other. But I think, well, well, I'll get into this more. Let's just have you answer the question first and then we can talk about more like situational trust and specific. Sure. Yeah. So I'm definitely, I know myself and I'm definitely on the side of, I'm going to trust someone until they give me a reason not to. 100%. To me, the idea that I have to earn trust is silly. I feel, and it doesn't mean that I don't think that there are people who are ill-intentioned, like I do think, you know, or malicious or whatever that looks like, um, and operating from that place. But I always, I think from, because what's the goal? Like really what high level, what is the goal? For me, the goal is peace, ease, happiness, Mm -hmm. joy, bliss. Like those are my goals. Because really, if I don't trust someone and I'm constantly trying to, and you know, probably maybe you guys have read the four agreements. I know you have Danny. And one of them is don't make assumptions and don't take anything personally. Those are two of the four. And really it comes down to, do I want to, is it my business to, and do I want to spend my time trying to under, you know, um, uncover hidden meanings and ulterior motives and worry about people lying to me? Like literally on a day-to-day, minute-to-minute basis, do I want to be interacting in the world in that way? And I believe that that's a choice. I think a lot of people don't think it's a choice. They go, well, I have to because the world's out to get me. Or maybe they don't say it in those words, but they just have this tendency that someone's going to pull the wool over their eyes or yeah. they're going to be done wrong. And whenever you go through life from that place of, I, I feel as though I might be done wrong or people are out to get me. We deal with this all the time, especially as entrepreneurs with sales. Yep. People are constantly thinking they're going to be taken advantage of. They're going to get stolen. Yeah. They're going to steal my money. And, mm-hmm. and you know, to me, that takes away my power. Yep. If I'm constantly feeling as though someone's going to steal my money, it's like, no, yep. I have a say in where my money goes, don't I? Yep. And I have a responsibility. So maybe... And I know that sometimes that's a hard pill to swallow, but there is a quote that I came across a couple of years ago, and I live by this quote. It's from Ernest Hemingway, and he said, the best way to find out if you can trust somebody is to trust them. Mm. And I just love that Mm -hmm. so much because it's like, yes, and it doesn't mean that you're naive because here's the thing, lying, betrayal, dishonesty, those things aren't benign there are consequences to those things, aren't there? So it's not like you you just keep getting taken advantage of. It's like, okay, I'm going to trust until I'm giving a reason to pause, I think. Yep. So I think that there's maybe maybe a caveat to me trusting at the beginning is that there is a caveat of, this doesn't mean I'm going to trust you with everything, right? Like I'm going to trust you with the information that we're sharing and we're talking. It doesn't mean I'm giving you my bank account right away and I'm going to tell you about everything in my life and let you have the keys to my house and um, be able to stay with my babies or watch my dog or any of that kind of thing. I think that in one way, it does need to be earned for very specific things. But in a general sense, I tend to trust people implicitly without, um, like you said, looking for ulterior motives, looking for ways that uh, they might be trying to take advantage. But I will say this actually, and this hasn't happened to me too much, and I don't want to say like I'm like I'm famous or anything, but I've seen I've been around other people who who do have bigger followings than me, who maybe are more have more like fame and acclaim, and I have noticed that sometimes they start to question intentions of people like are they just hanging around me because I have money are they just hanging around me because I have a you know a big brand or following and I can see that as you maybe get more uh popular like if I was maybe Taylor Swift or Justin (laughs) Bieber or something maybe I would trust less because you might have more reasons that people are trying to get to you so I guess I'm going to pull back what I said a little bit and go I can see that there's reasons why you might be a little less trustworthy. But I think for the the listeners here, for the most part, I don't think Justin Bieber or Taylor Swift are listening to this. So 
and I'm sure they would have a different conversation around it, but I, I really do think that I would initially trust someone with whatever we're talking about and over time assess what I can trust them with more. And I think you give them, like you said, that quote is perfect. You just have to trust them and you're going to go and maybe do baby steps. You don't just jump right into like the keys to the car and the the bank account and, and all of that. So let's talk about ways that some that you can start feeling it more trustworthy of someone. I agree with you. I totally think it's area specific. And you just meet someone off the street. You're like, this person's cool, but I definitely won't trust them You know, to take care of my house and give my keys and take care of my dog and all those right, kind of things. Right. But over time, some people, you get closer to them. And for me, I look at actions. I think that that's the key thing is building trust come through actions, not words. Sure. You know, so if someone's going around going, I'm trustworthy, you can trust me, you can trust me. It's like, no, you show mm-hmm. through actions. Mm-hmm. And I think this holds true for maybe a new connection that you've made, but also through what if you've been betrayed? Yeah. You know, and I think this is one of the really hard things. I think maybe people are listening are going, of course, like, yeah, of course, I'm going to trust people at their word. I'm going to take them at the word, especially if they're a stranger. Uh-huh. But then what happens when the person that you love the most in the world uh-huh. lies uh-huh. to you and lies to you again and again and yeah. again or betrays you again and again and again? How do you come back from that? It can be a romantic partner. I know a lot of people have, you know, have reached out to us and said that they, they feel that way towards a parent yeah. or a sibling has done them wrong. Someone yeah. really close in my family was betrayed by a sibling of theirs yeah. and literally still angry 40 years later, still holding yeah. a grudge 40 years later. I, I kind of think that not only is it like a situation, I think there's situational and uh, situational trust and person-specific trust. And what I mean by that is I've heard many women say, talking about their ex-husbands, well, I trust him with my kids. I would trust him with my kid's life, but they're not going to trust him as a spouse anymore because he may have betrayed the marriage. So I think that honestly, sometimes people can, and I, as I'm saying this, I'm kind of thinking, is this true? Can you have situational trust and not, and like trust the person in situations, but not trust the person in all things? So maybe um, I'll trust somebody with my money and my finances, but I'm not going to trust them with my children um, to watch them as a babysitter. Or I can trust somebody with my car that they're going to take really good care of it, but I'm not going to trust that they're going to be the best boyfriend or friend. So I, I don't know. I don't think trust necessarily is is like the whole person. I think sometimes it can be situational, to be honest. I think you could be mostly trustworthy and in some things you're not. Because here's the thing, right? There are consequences. Yeah. And I actually think that if you are betrayed in, in a way, if you are, um, you know, if you're lied to, and that's a fact, right? You've been lied to. Like yep. that's a fact. Yep. It's not up for negotiation. You've been lied to. You have been betrayed. Um, I don't think that you have to ever trust them again. You know, I think For that everything that's- though? No, not for everything, but I mean, again, it comes down to my experience, yep, right? What yep. is my, what are my experience to be? Yep. And you and I have gotten this question a lot, especially because we're still friends with our exes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have said, I can't believe you would be friends with someone who betrayed you like that. For me, it's just a straight up no. Yep. Yep. If you cross this line, yep. there's no coming back yeah. from this. And so I want to share with you guys really quick what I went through. And maybe this will give you an example of how you can build back the trust if you both want to. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a caveat, right? If you both want to, yep. how do you do that? And so a lot of it comes from communicating that desire. Yep. Like you want to get back to a place where you can trust. I know for a fact there were times in my marriage that Jade 
didn't trust me. And there were times I certainly didn't trust him. There were times he didn't respect me. There were times I didn't respect him. And, but now we're at probably the highest level of trust and respect we've ever had for each other, which is ironic after, you know, being out of a marriage for several years. So I think some of it is about, and so this would, let's, we'll do two, two examples. This is maybe someone who's betrayed you in the past. How do you get back to it? And then we'll do maybe for new people, right? Like you and I are dating and we'll talk about how, when you're entering a new relationship, how can you trust when you have a history of betrayal? And so, uh, for Jade and I, what it came down to was his actions. And so both of us, and that's, we've, we've talked about honesty quite a bit in this podcast so far. It comes down to honest communication and the commitment to doing that. And I know not because of words, not because of Jade saying, you can trust me. You can mm-hmm. trust me. If this, I'll never do this again, right? That doesn't, that doesn't mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. If he says something, I'll never do this again. I would never do that to you. I don't, that to me, that's great. Like, congratulations, but that doesn't actually change how I feel. What does change is when I ask you a question and you tell me the answer that you normally would have lied about. Mm -hmm. You tell me the hard answer. Mm -hmm. And over and over and over again, you tell me the hard answer. And these are things that I know you might have lied about five years ago, 10 years ago, just to you know, not ruffle feathers, just to keep the peace. And now you're telling me the answer that not necessarily going to keep the peace. There's no guarantee. And you're trusting me enough to tell me your truth, even when you know I might not like it. And over and over and over again, not just once, not just twice, a dozen times, two dozen times, these conversations where I've given him opportunity to give me the hard answer and he's he's shown up and he's given me the hard answer. And because of that, honesty is one of those hard things that in the moment you don't like receiving the honest answer, but later on you are so grateful. Yeah. And it goes into this like trust piggy bank of like, I have now all of these examples. I had all these examples of you lying. Now I have all these new examples in the last couple of years of you telling me the hard truth. Because why would you tell me the hard truth when the easy one would be the lie, you know, the lie could provide an easy reconciliation and you chose not to to give the easy lie. And so seeing that over and over again, and I've seen it with him with other people too. I've seen him in in examples with other people, friends, family, where he could have lied easily to keep the peace and he didn't. And so I'm going, okay, I'm taking that in. I'm, I'm, I'm treating that seriously. Like this is a person who has changed. And I think we do ourselves a disservice by not allowing for people to change. So funny because I have on my notes here, can people truly change? Question mark. And I think you hit the nail on the head with you watched him and you allowed him to have that change. You could have been the person that just decided people don't change. I don't care what he says. He's a liar. He's a cheat. Yeah. It's over. He's a womanizer. I, totally. And all of he the was evidence, all of those things. Yeah. And all the evidence that he provided to show that he changed, you still could have said no, 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 because ultimately we can just put up those walls. I mean, somebody could be changing in front of us and everyone else can see it and you can still have your mind made up. And unfortunately, that's what I see happens a lot. And I think some of the questions of people saying, how can you trust again, are coming from the ones who just, they don't want to see that somebody can change. And that's okay. I still just think that comes from a place of you're just not ready or you're not healed or maybe you just really don't believe it. Maybe it's just been somebody in your past continued to never change. And so you think that people just don't change. But I think that we have to look at people on an individual basis. So this was also the the question of after that happened with Jade and after this happened with Nate, how can you trust 
men again. And so I always felt that it was really an unfair thing to do when I got hurt by one person to put that on all people of that gender or that race or that whatever. So just because I got betrayed by one man, that doesn't mean all men are going to do this. And so I think that's a really slippery slope and it just, it comes down to, I mean, it just gets in line with literally everything. I mean, we could talk about race, religion, gender specific. I mean, if we start making those, if we start taking one action that one person did and drawing it across all lines of the same thing, we're just going to be miserable human beings. And and we've seen that, you know, I mean, I think you've seen that too. Like, you know, both of us, I feel like maybe as people in our lives have maybe even gotten older, they've gotten a little scared Mm -hmm. and they apply these blanket statements to, you know, different genders, different races, different religions, and they just go, everyone is like that. To me, it is the highest form of intellect or the highest form of tolerance to look at things on an individual level. And I think that that's one of the hardest things. But, you know, when, if you're thinking about trusting someone again or learning to trust them again, one of the most important things I think you can do is receive their truth and, not necessarily have a positive response because you're going to have your emotional response. So for example, if I asked Jade a question or asked somebody who had betrayed me in the past a question and they take the risk, that perceived risk, to share with me the hard truth, I need to be, if I care about the relationship, Mm -hmm. willing to sit through the pain or the uh, hurt or the insecurity of hearing their truth and not necessarily agreeing, yeah. but being able to stay in the conversation. Yeah. Because here's the thing, if I leave and I storm out and I go back, like, is that person going to ever feel like they can ever tell me the truth? And are they going to feel affirmed right. to continue telling me the truth? No. So as someone, if you're willing or you're interested in, and by the way, I never, and you guys know this about us, we don't ever say that you have to do one thing. And, and we know, we don't know your circumstance, whether it's romantic or a friend or, you know, sibling, I would never assume to know. But if you want to repair the relationship and you feel like there's something there still that you can derive a sense of joy or fulfillment from, I think it's a disservice to yourself to not go through the struggle moments. And to your point about new people, you know, I think it is a huge disservice to just lump them into all men are cheats and liars. Mm -hmm. And it would be, it's the lazy, that's the lazy shit. That is lazy, isn't it? Yeah. So what do you do instead? I mean, here, I guess you have the conversation. You know, first of of all, when we're, obviously when we're dating, I have conversations of, Usually you're getting to know somebody. So you kind of want to know, well, what happened? What happened in your last relationship? I mean, why are you single right now? And they are going to ask the same question. And so, you know, I try to be as honest as possible. And I haven't been in any relationships really like real, I don't, I wouldn't really consider real relationships, but I think going into it is I, we'd have to have the conversation of how does this look? Like what, what do you consider cheating? What do you consider, um, something that crosses the line? What, what needs to be talked about? Are we going to just have a don't ask, don't tell kind of relationship? If something happens with another person, if you're having DM conversations with another female, do I need to know about that? I mean, there just needs to be a conversation that's had because, you know, you and I get, we get DMs from guys in our inbox. Are we having conversations? Are we not? Are they having conversations? Mm-hmm. Are they not? Is that okay with me? Is that okay with you? Like the question you asked of Drew in the last podcast yeah. is porn cheating. Is So we really have to have conversations at the beginning because then you kind of are laying the groundwork to know what's going to be trustworthy or not. Because if you're sitting there saying, 
we're having an open relationship and what that looks like to me is you can talk to other guys or you can talk to other girls and like we lay it all out and then they cross those lines that's breaking the trust but if there were no lines or there weren't any boundaries set up how can you say you're you're breaking trust if you don't really know what lines were gosh being i have so many thoughts on that because i'm <laughs> like hey we just met what do you consider cheating right, right. like what i loved i loved what drew said in the podcast hopefully you guys have listened to drew banning podcast he said when i'm dating people now I tell them, like maybe not the first date, but within mm-hmm. the first couple of dates about the affair that I had yeah. on my wife. Yeah. And he goes, I want them to know who I am as a person, what I went through and that I'm not that person anymore, but I want them to know that history. Yep. And I think sometimes it is, so this is a funny story. I actually don't think I've ever told you this, this story. I was actually dating someone last year and on our very first date, it just came out and I said, oh, because I said, what? why did you move from North Carolina to LA? Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I left my marriage. And he, he kind of inquired further. And I said, oh, well, he, actually, my husband had an affair. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of laughingly said, oh, so you have no trust issues. <laughs> <laughs> and right. I was like, and we kind of laughed about it, you know. So it's one of those things yep. where, you know, if you have a history of being burned, burned, betrayed, yep. lied to, it's yep. really easy to bring that into your next relationship. Totally. And it's, it's a lot of it's just done subconsciously. Totally. Like where, at, you know, I mean, I don't know. Here's an example. I know this is really silly, but we'll, we'll, Danny and I will laugh about this sometimes if we are starting to see someone. And they're on Instagram and they're getting comments on their posts from other women. Yep, yep. Do we get a little Nancy Drew sometimes? Oh my God. Sometimes. You got to do the stalking. You want to know who's that? <laughs> who's this bitch? Right? But so that's a choice. And then you go, okay, do I really need to go down that road? Yeah. Right? Do I need to go down that road? And what conversations, like you had mentioned, boundaries, what conversations have we had yeah. that would let me know? Well, you know, back to this, one of the things when I first, when I actually left Nate physically, like moved away was, and when I first found out about the affair, my initial thing was to do the whole Nancy Drew stalking, like who's this girl? What's her? But I realized really quickly, I didn't want to be that crazy person that all I could do is think about what is he doing? Who's he talking to? And so for me, I do not want to be in any relationship where I turn into that girl. And so it was a conscious decision because although it's so tempting, Mm -hmm. although we really want to know I don't want to be consumed with worrying about who's texting you. I'm looking over your shoulder. Who's DMing you? What is she saying? What are you replying back? Are there pictures? Like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to look in your phone. I want to know, like, if I accidentally, your phone came out at that, I'm not worried about what I'm seeing because you already told me, or I, I just, I don't want to be searching. I don't want to be searching because I feel like if you're looking for something like that, you know what you're looking for. And then what, what you're looking, you're pain shopping. Like that's your, right. So people would go, I'd rather do that. So that's the question, right? I think it comes down to our experience. Would we rather be that person, spend our time doing those things or risk getting fucking burned? Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. Cause it's like, okay. Or you just go, you know what I mean? And I'm I'm not saying everyone's getting burned obviously, but it's like, there's, uh, there's this, this (sighs) desire to prevent that from happening especially yeah. if it's happened before we, you and I have joked like gee we wish we were you know 26 instead of 36 yeah. now because we were so just I don't know the, it's not naive but mm-hmm. just so like open and trusting and, and I feel like I'm starting to get back to that person now yeah I know I, I am it's like would you I'm thinking would you rather be blindsided or would you rather have like seen it coming but could we have stopped it no so 
I'd rather be blindsided. Getting blindsided was the only choice. It sucked. It sucked a big one. But but also, I didn't want to spend 10 years of my marriage looking for something. Because honestly, I think at that point, you almost create the problem that you don't want. Because I I mean, I'm just thinking about when I was younger, my mom used to accuse me of smoking weed and, and, and drinking and doing drugs. And I didn't do any of it. But she accused me so many times. I was like, well, I might as well get high because she already thinks I'm high all the time. <laughs> so, so true. I'm going to get in trouble for it. I might as well do it. So I really believe in relationships. When we keep looking for that stuff, you almost give permission to do it because they're like, I already am in trouble for doing what I'm not doing. I might as well do it. I know. And you know, it really comes down to when it's like, okay, be blindsided. I'd rather be blindsided yeah. because yep. I trust myself. Yeah. I do. I trust myself. And if I trust myself to handle some of the toughest shit, some of the most painful stuff, and when I say trust myself, not that it's going to be awesome, but I trust myself to be able to handle it, to get through it, no matter how painful, uncertain, um, you know, scary, hurtful, I trust myself to get through that stuff. So if I trust myself, then I should be able to trust everyone else, mm-hmm. right? Because no matter what happens, I got it. And that's a deep level of, I don't know if it's, it's self-trust, but yeah. it's also like it's a confidence or it's a, a doubling down on you. And when you do trust yourself, you trust yourself to handle any of the worst stuff. Well, that's such a good point that you brought up because I thought when the first person asked, how can you trust again, like trust a guy again? I really thought, are they asking, how can I trust myself again mm-hmm. to pick a guy who's not going to do Interesting. that? And so it does come down to trusting yourself that you might, because right, sometimes you start thinking, well, I don't trust myself because I always pick the wrong people. I'm always in the wrong relationship. So I don't even trust, I can't trust men because I somehow. I'm not a good judge pick, of character. Yeah, I'm not a good judge of character. So ultimately you do have to do a lot. Like if you feel like you can't trust men or whatever, you can't trust someone anymore. You've got to look in the mirror and go, why can't I trust myself? And why am I attracting these kind of people? And there's got to be something Mm. wrong with the picker. Uh, Actually, my friend Amber, I just stayed up with her in Nashville. She said that you don't need to work on like who you're picking. You need to fix the picker. Like Mm. who's the picker and what's, (laughs) what's wrong with your picker? So maybe it's really looking at why are you going after these people who aren't trustworthy or who, how you're allowing yourself. And I wanted to say one more thing about the trust, um, the trust thing that I really do believe that trust can be broken for good. Mm -hmm. And I think it can be deserved and there can be, there can be a time where if you have like, you know, let's say you've given the person a chance to redeem themselves and you've really given an honest and sincere effort and they've proven that it's just not going to work. That's okay to revoke the trust, but it doesn't have to be to revoke the trust for the person. It might be the area. So thinking in particular about my, my dad, he's a compulsive gambler. He's had gambling issues his whole life. Uh, my mom and dad got divorced over it. Now they're back together. They remarried, but I would trust my dad. My dad takes care of the grandkids. I would trust my dad with nearly anything, but I'm not necessarily going to give him access to my bank account because I know that it's something really hard for him. It's a temptation that's maybe too hard for him to handle. So I think about in the case of people who deal with addictions, like other people's addictions, you know, maybe they're around somebody who's an alcoholic or they're around somebody who has an addiction to Mm. porn or an addiction to gambling or something like that. I think trust can be revoked in a specific area, but that doesn't mean you have to wipe the person out of your life. You can just decide, hey, 
Um, I love you. I appreciate you as a person. I just don't think that I'm going to allow you to be able to have access to my bank account or you're not like we can mm-hmm. be friends, Jade, or we can be friends, Nate, but I'm no longer going to give you my heart and like think that we're going to be in a, a marriage anymore or, you know, just any of those situations. I think really you can take away the, the, the thing in that area so you can maintain a relationship and a friendship and it doesn't have to bother you. If you just know that that's off of the table, the bank account's not going to get, or you're not going to go drink with them, or you're not going to let them in your house or have keys to your house because they might steal your booze or something like whatever that Mm -hmm. the trust issue is, then you can still maintain a friendship with someone because they could be very, very trustworthy in another situation. Like Jade's always watching Pitt. I mean, obviously we've already talked about he's gotten, he's earned his trust card back, but let's just say there's one thing that you still couldn't trust him on, but you're like, yeah, he's taking care of my dog. Like that's, that's fine. Maybe I just don't want him as my boyfriend anymore or husband anymore. I think one of the things that comes up a lot, especially in friendships is some people are just unreliable. Yeah. Right. Like maybe yeah. some people's always, they're always late or they just cancel at the last second yeah. and things like that, you know? And so that's a personal preference. I think you're like, I don't like being canceled on the last second. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I'm just probably not going to invite this person anymore. It yeah. doesn't mean that they're not great. doesn't mean that I don't like love them as a person, but I'm not going to rely on them yeah. for that. You know, and so I think that's a personal preference. I know that you and I don't mind being canceled on the last second. That's just not a big deal for me. But, you know, other things tend to come into play, especially if we're... So I think you need to... I think you everyone could probably, who is listening, make a list of like the 10 closest people in their lives and go... I trust him with this. I might not trust him with this. And then I, mm-hmm. I, I have like a group of maybe like, you know, four or five people in my life that I trust with everything yeah. that I would just trust to have my back, yeah. to trust to that, to ask for money yeah. even, you know I mean? Some yeah. of those really big life yep. changes, trust with information. I yeah. know that they're going to keep it confidential. I yeah. trust with, you know, my life. And so I think it's great to have, I think there's tears and I yeah. think it's okay to have tears and that maybe you had someone in your inner circle and then they showed you that you, they, they're not really trustworthy in this space. And then there's a consequence there. They're moved to the next circle out. And that's okay too. And so I think really at a high level, I know for for me anyway, that it really does come down to self-trust. To me, there's no reason why I wouldn't trust somebody if I trust myself, at least in a romantic capacity. And again, going down the path of pain shopping sometimes gets you nowhere. Yeah. And I think the last thing I wanted to say that was something you mentioned earlier about that, which is do we, could we manifest the thing that we say that we're scared of because we're constantly prying and looking and like, it's just on our radar. Like talk about law of attraction. Even you and I have talked about this a little bit in terms of the affair, you know, just always thinking about and being scared of. I talked to so many women who have dreams about their spouse or partner having an affair and, you know, and so what, what's going on there? Is it a fear of abandonment? Is it a fear of, is it insecurity in some capacity? It's, it really does come down to self-trust. And so if that's going on, realize like, you know, I mean, I know it sounds a little bit spiritual, a little bit woo woo, but you could potentially even manifest that if it's your, I just believe that the things we're given, the things in life that we need, and to grow, even if it's not, even if it's the exact worst nightmare, <laughs> yep. right? And so I do think that on some level, just picking up on that and just having the awareness, it doesn't mean sometimes you're not going to be Nancy Drew. Like sometimes you're just going to and you want yeah. to, but, yeah. but just watch yourself. Be yeah. like up on the ceiling, looking down at yourself and going, is this what I want to be doing with my time? And five years from now, am I going to be proud of this moment? Yep. And yeah. those are some of the check-ins that I do with myself. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, I'm not going to stop the Nancy Drew full on, but you know, <laughs> you do your first checks and then you go, all right, they check out. Let's keep going. I like that. I think going forward to, you know, at least for me right after, uh, right after the affair, you know, I worked with kind of a coach slash counselor. And one of the things I had to look at, and this was talked about in the affairs episode a little bit was like, what was my part took responsibility for what my part in that was. Mm. And one of the reasons I wanted to do that was so that I don't repeat the patterns that gets me the same results. Mm. And I thought, I don't want to get into another relationship. If there's something that I'm doing or some way that I'm attracting this, I don't want to repeat that going forward. So if you do find yourself getting in relationship after relationship with a cheater over and over and over, let's flip it back and take responsibility and go, what part of me is is looking for that or what part or of needs is, that even yeah. or to feel, I mean, I know that's like a hard mm-hmm. pill to swallow, but I believe that every relationship we have, we get something out of. Yeah. So I could be complaining and complaining, complaining about somebody, yeah, yeah. but if I continue to have them in my life, there's something that I'm getting out of that. Maybe yeah. I get to be the victim. Maybe I get to be the martyr. Maybe I get to feel needed. Yep. And so you have, I agree. I think you, it definitely comes down to evaluating and doing some self-reflection and introspection, which is not always easy. No. I love this conversation. I'm just sitting Me here too. like there's so many things I'm thinking about, but I love this. I'm so glad we got to talk about this. And you thank you for the people who have asked and even for Drew asking, how can you trust again? It was just interesting coming from him because he was kind of on the other side of us. Mm-hmm. So um, we love these conversations and I would love to hear how you guys think about this. And maybe even if you want to share in our Facebook group, if you go to the bestlifepodcast.com, um, share how you've maybe built up rebuilt trust that was broken or lost, or if you've been on the side where you broke someone else's trust, because I'm actually, I don't yeah. even ask you, I, I, we, I feel like we're like the good people or something. Like we've never broken <laughs> no, somebody's we've trust, definitely but broken I'm, people's trust. I definitely must have broken people's trust many times over the years, but we'll save that for another conversation. But maybe if you guys want to share some things in the group of maybe if you were on that side and how you helped build it back up or how you wanted to maybe somebody didn't take it back I don't know yeah and also just you know do you think people can change I think at a high level it comes down to do you think that people can change and what does that look like and so much of this I think is individual person to person and but I also think it has a lot to do with how you're showing up and how you at like just at the end of the day at the how do you want to live your life Mm -hmm. do you want to constantly be worried about people taking advantage of you or do you want to just trust people at their word do you want to take people at their word? Do you want to give second chances? And for me, I know that that's who I am. All I know is the best life looks a lot like trusting more yep. and not being psycho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. All right. We'll end on that, you guys. I'll, we, we want to see you in the Facebook group. Please go ahead and subscribe. And if you would take a screenshot and share it to socials, that would be amazing for us. We always respond to you guys and usually put them back up on our feed. So we'll give you a little bit of a shout out. Anything else today? No. Thank you, guys. We love you. And Yay. we'll see you in the, in the Facebook group.